Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Press record so I don't forget to do that otherwise we'll get halfway through and all. And it'll go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Turn this fan off. The problem I've got, I'm sat on my bed in my bedroom because it's the only place I can get away from the nipper. Bit of peace and quiet, yeah, the nipper jumping all over you. Yeah. What I want to do yeah. is, uh, because I, I think that our government doesn't really give enough attention to small businesses, and we're the ones that get hit the hardest during lockdown, especially um, after lo- last lockdown, trying to recoup, and now yeah. back to square one again. But um, what I, I think it would be uh, good. This is the sort of thing I like listening to, the, the, the sort of content, uh, how mm-hmm. people make their money, the the person behind it. So I'm, I'm going to try and do one as as often as I can every day if possible. But, I mean, it's been a struggle to even start doing one. I've got no idea what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, Not me. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> completely clueless, mate. Yeah, just guessing at it all. But, um, yeah, so I, <laughs> I think it would be the sort of thing that people would be interested in listening to. Um I, about small businesses that don't get a lot of exposure. It'd be good promotion for small businesses like yourself. But, um, yeah, basically, if you want to just say who you are and what your business is. Okay. My name's Paul Reed. Myself and my wife, I've got Richmond Kiosk uh, down at Vazon. And that's it. It's a little family business. Yeah. So what? what's your... Where where did you start from, Paul? Where I mean, from school, after school, your your career. I've always cooked for a living. Uh, I started an apprenticeship, then I packed in at the North Eat restaurant, and I packed that in, and went to the College of FE full time for two years. Uh, apart from a couple of years, maybe three years uh, break break from the kitchens, labouring on the building sites. That's what I've always done. And uh, I sort of got the kiosk with luck, really. Um, a friend of mine was running it, and he wanted a week's holiday, so I covered for him. Yeah. And then it, and then I said, if you ever want to give it up, I'll have it. Okay. And uh, he gave it up, and that's that. That's where we got to. So amongst all that, you you went labouring on building sites. How how come you did that? It was just many years ago. I didn't think I was very young. Didn't think I was getting enough money kitchen uh, catering doesn't pay very well at all compared to what contrary to what people might think and uh i i was just sick of all the hours and everything the split shifts uh so yeah. I, I could earn yeah. more money for less work well yeah, I mean, more, more physical work but yeah i when i started working myself i i worked as a uh, a kp in the ogh it, it was horrendous <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the work itself the work itself was it wasn't that bad, but it was it was just the hours. The really unsociable hours. You had to be there early mornings, then back yeah. again at dinner, then back again in the evening. So you, you have you, no life. No, that's it. That's it. I yeah. mean, I, I suppose it's a little bit different now. You're you're doing it for yourself. Yeah, I don't mind. It. We we're not open evenings or anything. No. Um, we we were open seven days a week, but we've packed that in. We have a day off a week now. Uh, we started that just after the last lockdown because uh, yeah. it was just too exhausting seven days a week. Of course, you, you know yourself with your own business, you do 
have more um what's the word i'm looking for more motivation yeah you know yeah but yeah. it's, it's still there's only so much you can do you know yeah so how how did the opportunity to get richmond kiosk come along Richmond Kiosk is a privately run kiosk, uh, a privately owned. We have a yep. landlord. It's not owned by the states. And uh, just a friend of mine had it, and we got to chatting, and he needed a day. And he needed a week off. As simple as that, really. <laughs> he needed a week off. Yeah, he, he hadn't taken it on for long. I don't think he realised, and no disrespect to him, I don't think he realised just how how much work is involved. Yeah, you know. And uh, he, he'd already booked the holiday, to be fair to him as well. Yeah. So, and he wasn't going to not take the holiday. So I decided, I, he asked me to cover for him and I said I could. I, was, I took a week off from my full-time job and, and then it just went from there. I realised I love this place. I wanted something like that for many, many years. Yeah. So um, we... You you just said to him, look, I'll, I'll stay here, basically. Well, I said to him, if you ever want to give this place up, I please give me first refusal. Yeah. And then at the end of that year, he said, I want to give it up. And uh, then I, I took it on and I spoke to the landlord and everyone was happy. And that was that, you know? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I will say, I find you do give yourself a lot more work because you've got quite an extensive menu. Like some of the stuff yeah, you're yeah. doing, uh, it's not just your standard sort of ham or cheese sandwich or you're doing pulled no. pork and pulled beef. Did I see you doing? You did, you did. Yeah, yeah. I really like your uh, bean jar. That, that, I, I find that's amazing value. You get a, a copper bean jar, although it's got carrots in it. But you yeah, get yeah. your... <laughs> You get your cup of bean jar and you get a couple of slices of bread with Guernsey butter on as well. And that, that's something that I find a lot of caterers don't do over here. They don't use Guernsey butter. But, it's really good. The yeah. Guernsey butter. Tastes lovely. It, yeah. I mean, you've got a really strong um, customer base as well. I mean, you've got a job Definitely. to park here where sometimes when I'm come, I've, I've got to park alongside the road to try and not in the road, but in the car park. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you you have got a really good business base there, and we're very we, lucky. We, you are. Um, I mean, what Saturday dinner time? Um, when when was the first you heard that we were going to be going into lockdown? Well, I had a sort of one of our kids that works for us. That is, yeah. one of our youngsters. He said he'd got a message off one of his friends, whose mum. This is a bit convoluted. But his mum, his friend's mum is a policewoman and she told his friend that there was going to be a lockdown. Clearly, there was a heads up to certain states departments that I appreciate before the, um, uh, the, the official announcement was made. And then the final thing, one of our customers came up and said the, the announcement had just gone up, uh, just gone out. Sorry. And then we decided that, that he said, no, with effect from now, um, Everything was closed, basically. Yeah. So we heard we heard about it pretty much as it instantly. Yeah, yeah, as it happened, which was all right. So I, I'm pretty sure uh, the answer is quite straightforward, but how has it affected your business? Well, uh, oh, nothing 
Not really as yet. Obviously, we, we'd be closed today. Monday's our day off. Yeah. Um, yesterday, we weren't... We got, Obviously, it's going to connect, connect, uh, affect us financially. Yeah. But hopefully, not not too bad. The only thing, the the only slight trouble we had is because we get a big order in on Saturday because one of our suppliers is not open on a Sunday. Yeah. We've got all that stuff lying around, but thankfully we've got enough freezer space, so there yeah. very little go to waste. You know. Yeah, that's why I was going to ask you about stock. Because obviously, I don't know how much you get prepared, like how much food you prepare in the morning, ready for the day. Was there much wastage? No, very little. Because we, uh, <laughs> we gave a lot to the kids that work with us yeah. uh, to take home. They were very, very happy. <laughs> uh, cakes and cookies and stuff. Because stuff that can be frozen, we froze. You know, yeah. other stuff we, we took home, so... Yeah. What What about staffing? How's How's that affecting the staffing? I'm I'm only assuming that you and your partner are the only full time staff there. We are. We've got all of our staff are part time, but one of our staff is sort of part time, full time. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's That's it, really. The The good thing I I see with your staff is they they're all young. They They all seem yeah. to be sort of either school age, school age or, or uni age, but yeah. they're, um, they're, they're all keen. I mean, they're, they're quite happy to be customer facing. Um, yeah. I mean, and obviously it's not the uh, most glamorous of positions nope. at a counter, sometimes with the wind and sand blowing in your face there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're, they're pretty good. How, how do you source your staff? They all come to us, which is really good. For word of mouth? They, they- yeah, through word of mouth, they come and ask us. Uh, we get messages on Facebook asking for work. Um, we're very lucky. The kids, when they, when they they start for us, they seem to stay with us for years. Yeah, that's what we've had. That's what we've had so far. They they sort of start at the age of about 14, 13, yeah. 14. and we've got kids that's youngsters, I should say, that started with us now and they're going through uni and they still sort of come back to us for this for the holidays and stuff it's good i mean i I can see that they're picking up skills there like i say just just dealing with customers it's um, yeah social interaction it's good for uh, whatever work they do in the future definitely what's your um what's your working day like a normal working day for you what time do you start finish what what's it with respect and now at this time of year we, the kiosk opens from 9.30 till 4 o'clock. We have that time all the way through the year. But yeah. uh, we, I'll generally get to the kiosk at this time of year at about 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. Set things up. Cook and baguettes. you cycle there, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, <laughs> that must be horrendous when there's a west it's, an, it's all right. You get used to it, you know. You do get used to it. And yeah. if, if it's too awful or if I'm feeling too tired, I get the boss. You know, so. So, do you cook everything on site there, or do you prepare yes. everything? No, everything is cooked on site. We, because uh, we've got an oven. What you can't see from the front of the kiosk. Yeah. We've got a, a a rather small section at the back where we've got the dishwasher, etc., and a cooker. So we prep all the stuff. But what we do do is we'll get, for instance, we buy flour and sugar in in large quantities. Yep. So we keep those, we keep them at home 
decant them into smaller containers and then bring them to the kiosk as and when we need them. You know? Mm. So what would you say are your, uh, the, the favourites there, the, the best sellers? Uh, the bacon bodies or the bacon rolls. <laughs> and staple, uh, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And the bean jars are a really good seller, but the cakes and cookies, it, it all goes well, you know? Yeah. And, and it, it changes with the seasons and a yeah. lot more bean jar at the moment, you know? I have to say, your your bean jar is is good. It's one of the best ones, if not the best one. Right? I, I wouldn't be able to give you a, a rating because I haven't tasted every single one on the island. Yeah, thank you. It, it, it is really good. And not only is it really good, you, you've priced it really well. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't want to sort of shoot myself in the foot and tell you... No, no, we're not going to suddenly bump the price. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I mean, I, I had one uh, Saturday just before lockdown, yeah. actually, of yours, and there's a huge bit. And I'm presuming it was was that one beef? Yeah, we get pork. We use pork and beef. Yeah, in the beef. Did you use beef shin? So, yeah, shin of beef and pork hock. Guernsey shin. Yeah. yeah I love Definitely it. Definitely Guernsey shin. Get the it from a local farmer. Yeah. yeah. Get it from a local farmer, and he supplies us with our um, our minced beef for the burgers and stuff as well. Yeah, I mean, if anyone hasn't tried uh, bean jar with shin of beef in it, you've got to try it. It's the marrow that makes it, isn't it? And it gives it a lovely dark flavour as well. It I like yeah. a darker colour in that, you know? Yeah, it is it's, really good. Yeah, good. <laughs> and like I say, the, the fact that you use Guernsey butter as well, that that's um, a nice touch because a lot of places won't use it, or purely because it costs a little bit, little bit more, but... So I've I've mentioned it to other places. I've said, well, if you add it as an extra, put it on the board as an extra, because that's yeah. the worst thing. You you get a nice sandwich, but then someone spread margarine on it. That's, I don't see the sense in it. No, nor me. Because generally, our rule of thumb is we'll only serve what we like. Yeah. If if we wouldn't eat it ourselves, we won't serve it, and it's as simple as that. You yeah, know? You'd, you've and, got a good product. And a good uh, good location, excellent location. Yeah, it's just luck. There's there's an element. There's a quite a big element of luck, but yeah. once you've got a business, in my opinion, a catering business, it's not rocket science. As long as you're not ripping people off, yeah, and trying to sell them rubbish, so they'll come to you. How long would you be able to survive uh, without having? any other income at the moment if, if there was just for instance if there was no financial help how, how long would you be comfortable not earning anything well we my wife still works she's got oh, a, right. a job okay, she, she's a key worker yeah she works at the hospital so we've got we've still got that as an income but we've uh we don't spend a great deal of money you know oh. we've paid off the mortgage the the kids um are our biggest expense really putting them educating them putting them through uni it's a bit of a rude Uh, question really i I shouldn't have asked it like that what what i'm trying to get across is a lot of people i think the majority of the island can actually continue to work because they can work from home but there's there's people like ourselves that well for instance my my income has just gone to zero like like that yeah yeah well as uh, apart from apart from our wife the, the wife's income that's exactly like in the click of a finger it's yeah. gone to zero yeah so obviously we still have the rent to pay we've still got the standing orders for the electric to pay yeah you know That's basically it. and there's no avoiding those we we could probably comfortably because we 
live within our means and we've saved money, you know, we could, I, I really wouldn't want to be closed for more than a month. No. That's even when, like, even, yeah, go on, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I shouldn't butt in, but uh, a lot of small businesses here are, are just making a living. Just they're, mm. they're not making a fortune. They're making a living. Oh, no, no. But the, the thing that I get with my business is I've, I've had really good years and some um, really poor years. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the, the thing you get is a, a good work-life balance where you've got that yes. flexibility. You're your own boss. You, you can spend time with your family more. You're not at the, at the beck and call of someone else. And yes. you, you control your own destiny sort of thing. but Definitely. Yeah. I agree completely. Back to the, the thing you get good years and bad years. Someone said to me once a piece of advice that yep. has stuck in my mind forever. And she had a restaurant, or her and a partner did. And she said to me, you'll get good years and bad years. And if you get a good year, don't go out and buy yourself a Maserati. right? <laughs> because you'll need that money. And it's good yeah. advice. Not that I'm likely to buy one anyway, but it, it, there's a bit of a misconception with catering that people that, that you earn tons of money, you just don't. No. You know, the margins are quite small. Yeah. Um, the it's easier for us, but the overheads, for instance, say for a restaurant, are just astronomical. You know. Yeah. Right down no, to the place. That's, a, the, that's a killer for a lot of businesses in Guernsey is, is property costs and the lack of affordable premises and it's like i've been in the media in the past about uh what they call fred in the shed builders yards but it's, mm. it's not just that it's it's everything like you say it's it's kitchens in america I, I thought a good idea over here would be they they have commissaries which is the, the government owns a, a block of kitchen units and they hire them out so people can go okay. in there yeah basically like renting builders yards out from the from our states they build small, basic, uh, well-equipped kitchens, but mm -hmm. they hire it out to, to people. So you you book a block at a time, you go in there, you do what you need to do. So you haven't got that liability of, of having to sign up to a lease for a, a very expensive kitchen and hope for the best that you're actually going to make mm. out of it. But yeah. So what, what are you going to be using your downtime for? Anything, any ideas for the business that you could be working on? Yeah, what we're going to do is actually that we always need to work on the premises. Uh, we're going to go down there. We need some new, more. We're going to replace some of the floor tiles, uh, yeah. paint the inside of the place, strip it out, and give it a real deep clean. You know yeah. that needs to do it twice a year. Uh, obviously, we keep the place clean as we're going on. Yeah, but yeah. it needs a couple of times a year a real deep clean. You know, walls sanitizer and all sorts of things that's what we plan to do uh okay. last okay. in lockdown we painted the outside the, the, the first lockdown we painted the outside of the building this time we'll do the inside of the yeah. building and make it spick and span have you ever considered um buying it from the the landlord yeah if i was given the opportunity uh but it works the land, i don't think the landlord's key the last time i don't want to over um I didn't want to pester him, but no. if he ever changes his mind, he was he didn't want to a few years ago. I mentioned it a couple of times, and I I, I asked if if he ever considers selling it, give us first refusal. Because no? the building itself is situated right next to a bunker. Has that bunker ever been opened? 
Uh, yeah, it was opened um, possibly a year ago. Oh, right. Some okay. of the, yeah, some of the guys from Feston Guernsey yeah. got into it and had a look round and then buried it again, basically. You know? So who owns that bunker? Is that belonging to the States? I don't know. Um, because the land or the title to the land is owned by a person. So I don't know whether the person has responsibility for the bunker, whether they own it or they just have title. You know, it's like the kiosk itself. The, the land is owned by some is owned by one person or they have the title to it. And the um, I, I keep repeating they have the title to it because it's like the the old uh, fifth. Yeah, the old five or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Did you go in the bunker yourself? No, no. no. I just turned up one morning and there was a digger there. <laughs> and they were digging out the bunker and I was like, what's going on? You know? Would have been yeah. nice to be known if they're demolishing stuff. But yeah. no, they were, it was the guys from Festo and Guernsey. So. Just wandering on the in, inside space. Uh, it could be a, a restaurant, no, a link onto the, the kiosk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's getting, I don't know. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of, um, it would probably cost an absolute fortune to do anything to do to to change the bunker for anything, you know. Yeah. And I, I I I don't think the person who owns the land, again the title to the land, yeah, particularly keen on the idea. So no, and I just can't be bothered with it. No. So what about yourself, Paul? Do you, do you have any hobbies or, or interests outside of having to work for a living? Uh, yeah, jiu uh Yeah, I do martial art. Yeah, you have told me that in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you do that? Beaujolais. Beaujolais. What what belt are you? Uh, I'm a purple at the moment. Right. And then hopefully soon when everything's back up and running, I'll be doing my brown belt. So. You haven't had to break any limbs while you're uh, working? No, no, no. <laughs> no, not yet, thankfully. Non-payer, someone running off with their Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Right. Okay. Um, anything else you want to say for your customers or? No, just, well, keep well. Yeah. Stay safe and all that, you know. Hopefully um, we'll see everyone I, again soon. Exactly. I don't mean known as like empty sort of platitudes. You know, I mean that genuinely. It's always nice to see the people at the kiosk. Yeah. And hopefully it won't be too long before we see everyone again. Well, just, just before we go, give the people that might not have been to your kiosk before an idea of the sort of foods you do, if you can remember your menu off the top of your head. Because <laughs> like I say, sandwiches. it is pretty... Go on, sorry. Yeah, we do lots of sandwiches. It's all right, we do sandwiches, soup, bean jar, uh, lots and lots of cakes and cookies, Guernsey ice cream, that's our main ice cream seller. Uh, that's what we like to sell, I should say. We push, try and push Guernsey ice cream, as opposed to the, the excuse me, walls, etc. I say we try and keep the menu varied. Crab sandwiches, uh, local crab. Because you do very nice. your crab sandwiches as well, don't we you? We do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we do. And uh, the, the pulled pork and the pulled beef, all, all these yeah, little things the that other places don't do. That's what you should yeah, be <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll come across things or I'll, we'll come across ideas that we think might work, you know, and then we'll give them a go or not, you know, or we tweak the menu a bit. It, it's, 
yeah, that's just the, that's the way it is. But I, I actually don't have the. Uh, I would reel off a, what, everything we got on the menu, but I don't have it to hand. Yeah, you, you. I mean, if if someone hasn't been to you before and they're out on a drive and they're they're looking for something to eat, I think they should definitely give you a whirl because they they'd be. Thank you very much. What you can we offer. Get, we do get lots of nice compliments. I mean, you can't please everyone all of the time. No. Obviously, we get some people who are a bit disgruntled about something, but you know, they'll get over it, and so will I. Do you know what my my one moan with um, yep. places? If I had to point something out that, that that's a criticism. Is those horrible baguettes? They're like chewing gum. They're heavy. Like if if you've been to France and you've had a French yeah, baguette, they're I so know. light. I know, I know that what the difference is is that there's a lot of there's a lot of bread products. Yeah. Um, in it, in Britain, let's say. Yeah. They, what they've gone and do what they've gone and done is they've just changed the shape of a piece of bread. Right, because yeah. like the bag, the baguettes you get, you know, we ours are okay, you know, mm -hmm. but you can get ones that are a lot worse. And basically, all they've done is they've taken a loaf, a normal yeah. white bread loaf, and rolled it and called it a baguette. Yeah, when it's not actually a baguette at all, right? Yeah, but the French baguettes, the way they're made, is completely different. Oh, they're they're uh, like they're like a sponge. The the way they're they're like there's like they're just air structure and crust. inside. They're, they're delicious. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's what I find is the difference in France, between France and, and Britain, where people are using par-baked baguettes that are really heavy. In, in France, they seem to buy a baguette for the bread itself, not the filling. Whereas in, exactly. in Britain, yeah. people are buying a baguette because what it can be filled with, basically. But yeah, in, in France, they'll put a tiny tiny bit of filling in sometimes you think oh i'm being ripped off but when you taste the like the, the crunch on the outside it's, it's, and it's so soft it's that, about the bread. One, it's a different yeah one. sorry i'm interrupting again but that, that's one thing <laughs> that guernsey misses is a, a decent bakery that can actually do that a french bakery yeah maybe that's there was uh, there was that uh boulangerie the victor hugo yeah yeah they were boulangerie, but but he oh he shot himself in the foot. I won't say any more than that. He, he well, I will. He ripped everyone off. A particularly odious man, to be true. To be fair, and not to get too controversial. Yeah, mate, but it's a fact. Yeah. Is, <laughs> anyway. he, is he in business anymore? No, he's not on the island anymore. He was. Uh, no. Okay, so you can say what you want then. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I hope so. Anyway, I'll have someone knocking on the door in an hour's time. So. <laughs> But no, that's that's the one thing he was good at, though, is uh, producing those, those nice breads. But back to your business. Um, yeah. I hope I hope you and your family keep well over lockdown. Thank you. And I, I hope we're all back trading again as soon as possible. Yeah, mate. You and, and yours. I'll come and visit you and have a, a cappuccino and a bean jar at some point. And a chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Paul. Thanks for your time, all right, mate. mate. Um, yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm hoping people can understand this is the first time I've I've done this and that the, 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 oh, the sound quality might not be that great. The content, hopefully, is good. But yeah. it's, they're not here to listen to me. They're, they're here to listen to you. And I should shut up oh, wow. interrupting all the time. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, I have got some other people to talk to. Um, I'm supposed to be talking to another guy later this morning. Um, okay got a, an interesting business 
but that's, that's what I'm trying to I'm trying to open people's eyes to the variety and the diversity of uh, the the businesses we got here because there's small... a lot of little a lot of little businesses on the island. There you is. Know, that, there is. Yeah, they lots and lots of different things. And that this um, is what frustrates me with the states is they don't recognise us as entrepreneurs. They don't try mm. to help us. They they will invite people to the island. They'll spend a lot of money trying to invite entrepreneurs to the island. But there are people here doing it now. That if if we definitely. were given a little bit a little bit more attention, a little bit more nurturing, that we mm. we could be doing more things as well. Definitely. But. Anyway, mate, I'll let you go. Thanks for your time, Paul. All right, then, Ross. Pleasure. Right. Nice to talk Cheers. to you. See you later. Bye bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to Labour Force Chat and tune in next time. Cheers.